Welcome to Idle Chatter, a Survivor podcast for Survivor fans by Survivor fans. I'm Ashley. And I'm Laura. Come on in, guys. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I don't know. I'm pretty good. Just uh, tuned into episode two. Um, what What's your hot take on the episode, though? Like, I have mixed feelings. Uh, I, too, have mixed feelings. I Was I entertained? I guess. But I don't... I just don't know. I don't know if the whole Edge of Extinction, Fire Tokens thing is, you know, taking away from time where we could see people plotting and scheming I, I i just don't know but i mean i'm i'm obviously invested in you know i think that in general the first few episodes there are so many players involved that i feel like it's like this every season and i think that our expectations are just higher because of who is playing but i really think it's kind of just i feel like every season i'm not even that invested in any particular person because you don't get enough time with any of them Oh, absolutely. And I felt like this episode was, it felt so much shorter after last week's mega episode that like by 8.35, the challenge was already over. We were already like headed to tribal. And I was like, where has the time gone? That was the same exact time I had the same thought. 8.35. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, it's like 8.23. No, no, it was, it was like more than halfway over at that point. I know. Um, but I mean, like overall, it was a fine episode. Um, nothing. I feel the fact that they spent 10 minutes on Tony making that ladder, which sure was adorable, but like that just shows that I feel like, I don't know. Again, we said it, we said it last episode, like the pacing is kind of weird. I just like, I want to see the conversations between the players, not Tony building a ladder, but I digress. We will get, we will get to that. We, we will get to the ladder. We will get to the breadfruit. Um, but it, the episode starts out with extinction. I I'll, I keep wanting to call it Extinction Island because of Rob. Because wait, you, you're making fun of Rob, right? Or is that Did a he mistake that? that you were making? No, yes, I was making. I have. Oh my god, birds of a um, feather. Great. Minds. Okay, well, you're not gonna like my notes when I mock. So you're gonna be like uh, Rob, Rob the twice <laughs> for for calling it. Extinction Island. It reminded me of just like a middle-aged dad thing to do to not know the Uh, correct name of it and calling it some variant. But apparently you, like Boston Rob, are a middle-aged dad. I've been called worse things. (laughs) Um, Edge of Extinction, EOE, uh, Amber and Natalie are there. They're just chilling for now. Yeah, Amber shows up. Um, at the end of the last episode, she, you know, says a spiel about how she has four kids at home. Uh, and I also wrote that I dig Natalie's rainbow vibes. I know she had some rainbow gear on last week, but I liked, she also has, you know, rainbow stripes on the top of her socks. There were a lot of strong fashion moments in this episode. I I think we might have to make it a segment. Absolutely. I, I, I wrote another one down. Oh, I have one as well. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll have to tack it on. Um, so then we go to the Blue Tribe, which I still don't know how to pronounce. I was listening for it. I could have tried harder to find out between last episode and now. So we're just going to call them Blue. Um, and Ben and Denise are out there scampering around the jungle looking for idols. And wouldn't you know it, Denise finds one. 
Um, I will say, I I just want to interject. I did actually have something to say before the idol hunt. Oh. On the blue. I just wanted to make a quick commentary here that it opens with Rob getting his token. Yes, yes. Which yes. he doesn't know it's from Amber, but he, you know, he has an inkling. And he, he puts two and two together. Yeah. And I want to say he does share it with Parvati, which I guess really does solidify that they have a bond. I actually almost expected him to keep it to himself. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if Amber was voted out, then it obviously would go to him. So maybe he kind of had to tell her. And then my other takeaway is Rob thinks maybe Sandra got voted out and Sandra bequeathed it to him. But if they Sandra's say that over word, on the other side. Yeah, I if know. they say that word one more time, I'm done. They're going to say it anytime someone reads the note from a fire token, just to let you know. So know. you're, you're going you, to, you'll be desensitized to it by the end. I don't think um, I'll ever be desensitized to the word bequeath. Well, one can only hope you're going to have to suck it up then. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot every time yeah. I say the word bequeath. Ooh, that'd yeah. be a fun drinking game. Mm-hmm. Um, For the yeah. finale party. Absolutely. I'm already looking forward to it. Already penciled in my calendar. Um, oh, but he thinks Sandra might have left it for him, which she's on the other side talking about how pissed she is at him. So I'm just kind of intrigued. Does he? Did he not think she would be angry? Is she actually angry? I will say I, I joined a Survivor Facebook group and I, I already sent you the screenshot, but everyone in the group is... I'd say 70% of the people are over 40. So we're both and, middle-aged dads. If, yes, I'm, exactly. if I'm Rob and you're in this Facebook group, then. <laughs> but it's just really funny, just the type of commentary you would find there. I actually went in there and I, you know, thought that I might promote the podcast. And I'm just like, this is not our audience. I, I don't think they would be a fan. <laughs> but someone did post something very interesting that, Maybe Rob and Sandra made up this feud before they went on as a tactic. And I I was like, that that actually might be something that they could have done. You know, Sandra going around saying she's mm-hmm. pissed at Rob, but they're secretly working together the whole time. And she did know he was coming on. Maybe. Boy, would it be genius. I wouldn't put it past them. The, yeah, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised, but then it just seems like it was all, it would have been a lot to work out to be like, all right, Sandra, like you go and tell your team that you're pissed, but then I'm going to tell my team everything's fine. Like, why wouldn't he act like he was surprised? I don't know, but it's very possible. And oh man, if they did do that, that would be genius. Yeah, I, I I think it's something they, I mean, honestly, they had 39 days, you know, to talk it out on. They had nothing else to do except pretend to build that giant shelter, which I'm sorry, you know that they didn't build that by themselves. Like that shelter was insane. Did they, wait, did they actually pretend that they built that? Yes. Oh. I think so. For those of you, for those of you who are just tuning in and did not watch last season, the um, premise of last season was Island of the Idols, where uh, Boston Rob and Sandra supposedly lived on this island in this beautiful shelter that they supposedly built. Mm-hmm. And then players um, from the tribes that were currently competing would come and get coached and play a little game with them to win a possible advantage, etc. But no, there's no th- this. The shelter was insane and glorious. I think it had a swing. It, no, they they didn't make it. 
I th- that would almost surprise me more than if Rob and Sandra had this secret alliance and plan going. Well, only time will tell. I don't know. Only I was just throwing it out there. One of one of the um, one of the boomers in my in my Facebook group <laughs> presented the idea, and I you know made me think. I love um, it. Well, you were saying Denise so, finds the idol. Yes. So. And- um, ben wants to work on his social game and he mm-hmm. decides that, Why does he you know, to? yeah, he, he, he was so, you know, on his last season, so focused on finding idols. Now he wants to work on his social game by assisting others in finding them. But, you oh, know, it, it does work. Ben, Ben, Ben. So, um, Denise finds this idol. However, it is an idol that has two parts. So in order to play it, you need... She needed to give it to someone by sundown and it will only work if the person that she gives it to gives it back to her. So um, I will say props to Ben for Mm -hmm. not putting Denise in an awkward position and kind of just grabbing the other piece. And, you know, if I were Ben, I definitely would have grabbed that other piece. I know. Well, well, and if I was Denise, I would have just been like, oh. Uh, he saw so I have to give it to him which is why I'm dumb but Denise is a powerful lady and she's not going to go for that no, so no um so then she immediately tells Adam who she trusts that she found this idol and again if you're somebody who hasn't watched the show before this is a challenging idol to play because you have to be sure that the other person is going to play it with you that it's all going to work out um it's a challenging one to play and but, also that they're not going to get voted out, right? Because if I'm correct. assuming if they got voted out, then the whole thing would be kaput. Correct. So she immediately lets Adam know. And she and Adam's like, oh, does Ben know? And she's like, yeah, Ben knows. Like, like he's in the ocean taking a bath. And uh, I think the I think the ocean is like sometimes where they go after they poop, by the way. Oh, but anyway, yeah, because they're all washed Oof. off. But anyway, so Adam um, is kind of bummed that Ben knows about the idol for good reason, because Ben is like, as everyone has said, maybe more than the word bequeath, that Ben is a wild card. Like that was said so many times. And for good reason, he he sure is. Um, By everyone, too. Not just, you know, the new school players that, you know, he's been playing with, but the old the old school players, too. If Ben is. If Ben is an Uno card, he is a draw four. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, so Denise, I, though, I can't she, even say it. Denise then has that. Denise, I expect more from you. <laughs> I know. She proposes to Adam that perhaps they should give the other half to Parvati, and Adam what? is like, "Are you are, are you serious, Denise?" Does Parvati trust you? Denise is like, oh, no. And Adam's like, um, yeah. Adam's we're, like, we're not, not doing apply. that. We're not doing that. So, I mean, props props to Adam. I mean, I feel like maybe we weren't giving him, like, a lot of credit last time. But, I mean, that's smart. And you know what? He ends up with the other half of the idol in his pocket. Yeah, he sure does. We change gears. We go to over to DeKal, to the red team, and we'll go over to their tribe. Um, and Yule's trying to get himself some breadfruit with a stick yeah i wrote yule macgyver's a bamboo shoot he sure does yeah um i had never heard a bread on it oh sorry no like everyone was talking about breadfruit as if it was a known quantity and i'm like i've never heard of this ever in my life 
Well, it's because you haven't been on Survivor. I'm sure that. Have you heard? I'm of sure them? they. I feel like maybe from Survivor. I mean, no, I have no idea what it what it tastes like or anything. It looks like those monkey brain things that mm-hmm. you see on the road. It's like all green and kind of looks like a brain on the outside. Yeah, it looks kinda, nasty. I think it kind of looks like a jackfruit. True. Well, anyway, they're working on the breadfruit. And then we switch over to Kim being Kim. She's real sad. She's on the outs. And then Kim finds an idol. Kill me now. It's just bo- it's just boring. It's I mean, like, it's just like, ugh, Kim. Like, yeah. So it's also one of the two halves, just like the one that I will say, like, I wasn't rooting for Kim to find the idol, but I will say it could be interesting what becomes of that because again oh wait and uh, one thing i need to say is one of the fashion moments is i dig kim's bralette or bathing suit top is that one of your fashion moments no it's not but i I did think i did think about it it seems very practical yeah and i think that it makes her i mean her chest looks nice and like i don't i don't know i I dig it age appropriate (laughs) it's a nice combination between a bikini and a and a bra like a sports bra and then also like a bikini, like a bra. Like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's practical, but also a little. Yeah. And also, yeah, a little sexy. Um, but Kim does make the comment. I wish I had pants or something. So, again, you need to think about your outfit because she has this idol and nowhere to shove it. And honestly, yeah, I thought she could have someone... fit it in her boobs if needed. Oh, absolutely. You back in the day, you should have been with me after a morning out when I smoked uh-huh. cigarettes. If I took my bra off in the morning, like four lighters would fall out of there. My debit card. I I don't even know what else, but it, it's amazing what you can fit in a bra. She wasn't trying hard enough, clearly. I know. So well, she has to do yeah, something with it do? because she has to do something because Tony and Nick walk up, and it's not a it's not immediately clear what she does with it. She just buried it near the scene of the crime, and then she goes and gets. Sophie, which isn't the best choice. It's not the worst choice either. Like, it's just a choice, I think. Like, it's it's fine. So she shows Sophie and she's like, let's just leave them here, which oh. is a really weird decision because if she just leaves them there, can't Sophie go and get somebody else and get them? Like, I don't know. Or can't someone, you know, say you don't bury them well enough? Can't the wind blow and expose Mm -hmm. them and, you know, Tony finds them or something? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. That would give me such anxiety to bury something and just trust that it's going to be there. And also, I would forget where I left it. I would never be able to find that shit again. Yeah. And I think it also, like, Sophie, it made Sophie pretty skeptical. Like, she was like, Kim, are you joking? Like, you're going to trust me right off the bat? Oh, that was really dumb. I mean, yeah, that's what, you know, Sophie says, you know, to camera that, you know, why is Kim telling her this? But I guess I, well, yeah, I think Sophie says, why wouldn't she tell Tyson? Which maybe she's, maybe the Poker Player Alliance really wasn't real. Oh my God. So last episode when I was editing um, up until like the wee hours of the night, because I had to go watch Grey's Anatomy, of course, 
Um, I deeply wanted to splice in that OAR song. Do you know the one that's like, it was a crazy game of oh, poker. Yeah. I really wanted to put that into the episode, but I couldn't figure it out. So I just sign it just now, just so it's on record that I had the idea. Yeah, so, well, you're right. One day we'll figure. One day we, and by we I mean you, will figure out how to do all that fancy editing. But for now, this is what we're, what you guys are gonna get. <sighs> so we we go back to Island of Extinction. I'm just kidding. I'm I know it's not mm-hmm. called that. We go back and they have a new challenge that they're met with. Um, it, it's a little, you know, like the thing that. It's it's a big parcel of paper and it's saying that you have a new challenge. You have to find something to barter for tokens. Um, and there's a clue. And obviously, to me, it looks super obvious. It says water well. But they it's not. A, I'm sure if I was on the island and I was hungry and I was tired and I was sunburned, it wouldn't be obvious to me in the moment. So I'm not going to be the worst and say that it was obvious. But it was to us viewers at home, it was obvious. So, Honestly, I think that I was... I feel like the notes never mean much to me, so I kind of tuned it out. And until you said that, I I didn't know where it was going to be found. Yeah, it but... was like the first the first letter of every line was. You know, oh, yeah. One you of know those. what? I didn't look. I just listened. Right. That's the thing. I was taking notes, so I guess mm-hmm. I need to I need to listen with both my ears and my eyes next time. So they look everywhere, and then Natalie finally happens upon it, literally just getting water. Um, she does not tell Amber, which is smart. Well, that, at least not that we see. And of course, she offers it to Jeremy. So the one thing that I think is interesting, again, just like new to this world of fire tokens, the survivor economy, if you will, is that when you say like you're going to barter this to the highest bidder, to me, that makes it sound like you're going to have an auction and it's like, who can give me the most tokens? But it's not. You pick somebody. She picks Jeremy, obviously, her number one ally. He pays one token. And the advantage is power or safety, not power. And it means that Jeremy at a tribal council could leave before the votes are cast. So that means he is immune, but he doesn't get to cast his vote. Yes. Now, yeah, I agree with, I mean, that's definitely a good advantage to have. And like, hopefully, you know, if he ever gets wind that he's in danger, that is going to be an awesome thing to play. But I agree the same thing. I, the way they present it, I guess maybe it means that Natalie needs to think of someone that actually has a fire token. Because I'm guessing, run out. Say, some, yeah. say someone already played their fire token for something else and they don't have it, then Natalie won't get anything and it just goes away. I I, I agree that it was, uh, it was confusing. No, that's a good point. Because at first I was thinking like, okay, well, like there's just going to be a back and forth between Natalie and Jeremy. But yeah, yeah you're right. Like eventually he's going to spend all of his tokens. It's still unclear how... You get new tokens unless a player bequeaths them to you yeah. once they leave. Um, like, can you earn them in any way? I don't know. Unclear. That we'll I'm find not out, sure. Maybe. But, I mean, I guess Natalie, though, knows for a fact. I mean, not for a fact, but it's likely that Jeremy has at least one because he had his original one and Natalie gave him one. So, I mean, obviously, Natalie's goal is going to be to have Jeremy's back. But it's also interesting what, you know, 
what Jeremy says is that, you know, everyone else that's playing that hasn't been given anything, they don't know that mm. there's, you know, other advantages going on. They just think, oh, fire tokens, I can buy a tarp, like what, he, you know, like what he said. But, you know, unless you're in the know and someone on Extinction Island, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> has, you know, sent you the opportunity to buy one of these advantages, you know, you won't know the true meaning behind the fire token. So I feel like that, you know, that's a nice layer to the game. Right. It's kind of like last season with Island of the Idols. You didn't know what the island was until you went there. Exactly. <sighs> so... Oh, God. Then we, we have to talk about <laughs> Tony's GD ladder. Whatever. Where, where um, he my describes favorite, his ladder. He, it's, oh, very, it's very, very flimsy. And his base, basically his plan is he did not like, like Yule's method of getting the breadfruit wasn't working. So then Tony's method is to make this flimsy ass ladder and climb up a tree, basically. I'm... Well, also, do you notice when he was, you know, to camera giving his, you know, little interview? Oh, I loved he, this. I loved this so much. What, when he said simply a thousand times? <laughs> I loved when he was like, you know, I, I thought about I got to keep my mind busy. I got to keep myself busy so I don't go running around looking for idols. So I got to no. give myself an activity to make this ladder. Like, it was so sweetly self-aware. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that, I got to keep that myself was... busy. <laughs> No, that was cute. But I just when he was like, you simply do this to simply do that. <laughs> and I wrote like, you know, you know, the meme, like the Samuel L. Jackson, like, gun <laughs> yes, meme. I, I, I simply make a ladder. Well, no, 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 not that one. The one with the, you know, with the gun. And I, I wrote, say simply one more time. <laughs> that was but then oh, I feel God, like the, the then at the end, there. I knew he was joking, kind of. So then I was like, all right, I take it back. I think he was saying simply a lot on purpose. But I don't know. I don't want to give him too much credit. But no, that was cute. You know, he does have to keep himself busy. <laughs> I also just wrote a note that said, Tony's buffoonery. Oh, my God. Buffoonery, indeed. My favorite quote from this whole ordeal, because obviously the entire tribe is standing around watching him climb up this ladder. My favorite quote from maybe the episode is when mm-hmm. just straight deadpans the camera and goes, that's the guy who is enforcing the law at home. I know. I also, I wrote that down too. And also just, it, it starts with Tyson just going, how is this guy still alive? <laughs> it's a question we'd all love answers to, but he does get some breadfruit. Oh, I can't believe that thing. You know, you know, after, he got the the one breadfruit that that thing collapses and they they're just not going to show it. But that I was scared for him. They were like, "Oh, Tony, you don't want to be the first one medevaced out." I mean, I yeah, it it was very it was silly. It was fun. I I, I guess I do like when there's like some fun moments. You need some, I do too. Some lighter breaks. Or in our preview for the season, we mentioned that. We just thought Tony was going to be so entertaining to watch. And honestly, we were right. Oh, yeah. He's always entertaining. Can I just quickly say, I saw on social media, posted by Ethan himself, speaking of, you know, quote unquote, fun moments. Did you see Ethan's thing that he shared this week? A behind the scenes, unaired little gem? 
No, I did not. Let me pull it up right now. No, oh, don't. You don't, you don't want to. It's disgusting. Okay. Is it a gross injury? No. What is Ethan, it? Ethan, they're sitting around the fire eating their rice. And Ethan teaches everyone. I, I don't, I, I kind of stopped watching because I was like really repulsed. Ethan, I guess, eats his rice and then like regurgitates oh, it so yeah, he can no, swallow it. Oh, yeah, no, I did see that. And I was just like, what? In our yeah. group chat last week when we, our friend Amy recently had a baby and, you know, we were talking about poop and vomit and gross things. And I said, my trigger is spit. Like, <laughs> let me change a diaper. Your friend gets drunk and barfs everywhere. I'll clean it up. That's fine. A bloody wound. I'll tend to it. But spit like someone hawking a loogie or something. Oh, God, it kills me. But yeah, so Ethan, honestly... Just to revisit our little game we played last week of, let's call it, Kill, Mary Kiss. <laughs> e- Ethan, last week I thought Ethan was hot and the regurgitating the rice thing really skeeves me. And also, I really don't like his hat. D- did you see his hat? Did you think yeah, it was a good fashion moment? Hat. I'm still here. I'm I, I still I'm still here for Ethan. The The mama bird trick doesn't repulse me as much as it does you. It's yeah. gross, but it whatever. That's fine. Well, um, so yeah. Well, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we played a little, you know, variation of yes. KMF. Yeah. We called Kill Mary Kiss, and we were presented with Ethan. It was Ethan, Tyson, Tony in that particular round, right? Correct. Yeah. And I said I would marry Ethan, and that I said that I would kill Tyson just because he's tall and slender you said he was and, too slender like yeah but you know what first off i was looking at tyson when when he was making his jokes about tony and said how is this mm-hmm. guy still alive i felt like he looks very handsome and i need to stop thinking about it through the frame of mind that i am myself and like how i feel about like my body size i feel like sometimes i'm just more attracted to like more filled out people but I I felt really guilty all week because I follow Tyson on Aww. like all four social media and I love him and he had like the, you know there's stuff with his daughters and I'm like he's such a good dad and I know Tyson is listening obviously and I just Wait. don't want him to hear that and think that I would kill no him, so I feel like I, Tyson shares our sense of humor he also he shared something really did you see the funny thing he did on Twitter oh so did I love you see that oh yeah absolutely so I feel, I feel like I. I sent it to someone on Instagram. I was dying. And he keeps, wait, the person deleted it. (laughs) Wait, the person deleted it. And he keeps just resharing it. Go ahead. So so just a real quick for if you don't know what we're talking about is um, somebody tweeted like watching Survivor. No spoilers. Hate Tyson and some other people. And then Tyson Tyson just replied and said, Natalie gets voted out. It was great. It was amazing. No, no spoilers. Oh, oh well. And then Oops. the guy deleted his tweet, and then Tyson just keeps sharing it on all his platforms. I love Tyson. I just, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I. All right. You, you know, it, it was just a game. But I'm also endeared to Tony this episode. Like, right. I so want, I want to kill anyone. Fine. Well, we're not gonna play that game again. We're gonna play a different game later on. I and mean, we can always play again for fun. We can. You know. But anyway. So back to business, a new old alliance resurfaces and that alliance is called Cops Are Us. Yes, for those of you who did not watch 
Tony and Sarah's original season. That was Survivor Kag- Kagayan. It was the original Brains Brawn Beauty, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And Tony and Sarah, both by trade, are police officers. And they had this alliance, Cops Are Us. And as Sarah says in this episode, that half of Cops Are Us, a.k.a. her, was voted out by Tony the other half last time. Right, but they're going to give it a go again, which I don't know how I feel about this, because on one hand, it's like, all right, Sarah, like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on Sarah, but also, I I don't hate the alliance either, and I also feel like Sarah doesn't really have anyone else to align with. Also, I loved that the whole edit to get into this was um, when Tony was climbing his ladder and everyone was entertained. Sarah was like, I've known Tony for six years and I knew that everybody would love him too if they could just see the Tony that I know. That was cute. I mean, I am i don't think I know enough yet to know if this alliance is going to pan out to be mutually beneficial. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, they also too, they could play it. Sarah could play it up that she doesn't trust Tony to others and they, they could actually keep it as a secret alliance, you know, in that way where she could just, you know, tell other people she doesn't trust him, but really they're working together right behind the scenes. They just need, I feel like they just need to not share. They either need to go in on another alliance full out together with other people, or if they're kind of playing different sides, they could work together. Right. But they're the going to keep it. They're going to keep it on the DL for now, which is smart. Um, And then that's the last thing we see before we get into this episode's immunity challenge. And both tribes arrive on the beach ready to play. And the first thing we get into is obviously we find out that Amber was voted out. We get one of the most gratuitous edits of all time of Rob finding out the music was so dramatic (laughs) and like, it's like, uh, just, just relax. Um, he was upset, but obviously, like, kind of shrugged it off. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was, like, the juicy moment Jeff hoped it would be. Yeah, I, I know. I expected him to, like, maybe, like, cry or something. But, no, it wasn't that eventful. Um, I need to say, this challenge... Actually, hold on. Let me go into something else real quick. Laura, what what was the uh, the reward associated with this challenge besides immunity what what is the other thing that it was the survivor spice kit which if you recall from our first preview episode i said i think my biggest um advantage going to survivor would be that i do not require the spice kit like i eat very bland i like spice but i generally uh it historically have eaten very bland food. But what something interesting that Matt said, if you're new to the show, Matt's my husband. Um, he was like, this seems like a missed sponsorship opportunity. Like, why isn't it like the reward of this challenge is the Chipotle spice kit. The McCormick seasoning spice kit. Seasoning spice kit. Get in there, McCormick. Mrs. Dash, where are you <laughs> at? Well, I wrote in my notes in my notes jeff goes everything tastes better with the survivor spice kit and then i wrote does it jeff probably laura (laughs) (laughs) 
so um, they're playing for the spice kit. Something I need to say about this challenge is, I didn't tell you this, I don't think, but, you know, holiday weekend, long weekend, everyone. Sometimes when I'm home, just, you know, folding laundry or just chilling in bed, texting, doing whatever, I I always like to have the TV on in the background, but I don't always want to full-on watch something. And sometimes Survivor is my go-to. So for some reason, I think I was just inspired by these winners and what season they won. I put on Survivor Second Chance, Second Chances, the one Jeremy won. Mm-hmm. And so as I was watching them do this challenge, I was like, that looks so familiar. And then at the end, they came to that dragon puzzle. And I was like, holy shit. Literally on Survivor Second Chances, the one that Jeremy won, they did this exact challenge. Before I even realized the dragon puzzle was there, I wrote classic challenge, keys, cart, puzzle. And then when I saw what it was, this challenge, there have been three of them that have played this challenge before. That's interesting because normally Jeff will point that out. Well, he did. Okay, on Survivor Second Chances... That was Jeremy's first time playing it. But on Survivor Second Chances, Tasha was on there. And I think Cass and Spencer would have been included too. He said, oh, Tasha, you've seen this before or something on your season. And then Sarah and Jeremy were also on that same season. So three of them have seen this exact challenge before. And I, I found, I wanted to like, I wanted to try to find out which of them had actually won on their season. But, you know, while I was trying to watch the episode and pay attention, I couldn't really find mm-hmm. that that fast. So I, I don't know, but on a survivor wiki page that I found, the challenge is called dragon, the dragon. Cause they, they drag a cart and then the puzzle is shaped like a dragon. That's so, adorable. That, that is adorable. That, that's just that's just a fun fact that I have. <laughs> that is adorable. So, I mean, we, we basically told you what the challenge is just there. You have to drag this cart filled with trunks. You have to get keys for the trunks along the way. Put it through an obstacle course. Um, okay, so this Dragon brings puzzle. us to my personal favorite fashion moment of the episode. Ethan's mustard pants. You know know, that's my favorite color. I, too, love mustard. Your nails are like mustard right now. They literally are. I know. I admired them the other day. They look good. So I texted Brian uh, and said I love Ethan's mustard pants. And he was like, there's something that he wore last time he played. I didn't know that they were also a returning player. (laughs) They're meaningful mustard pants. Honestly, I was very the challenges I don't always pay that close attention because you know I'm not into the sports I'm like (laughs) you know they're doing the sports I'm here for the food and the socialization yeah exactly like that's my Super Bowl but so I wasn't really paying that much attention and I also was trying to you know research very quickly the dragon the dragon challenge history but I'm going to have to go back and check out these mustard pants because I'm also a big fan of mustard. They were nice. And at first I was like, why is Ethan wearing pants? Because you never see anyone wearing pants in a challenge. But then I liked the pants so much I didn't care anymore. Getting back to the actual challenge, it's neck and neck pretty much all throughout until the puzzle. Like some people do better here and there, but for the most part, it is pretty neck and neck. But then DeCall pulls ahead (laughs) do you see what I did there 
No. Because they literally pulled the, the cart ahead. Oh, okay. I was very confused because I thought you meant that on the puzzle they did. And I was like, wait, did they pull a piece out or something and something fell? I was well, very confused. I was going to say, I feel like they were, okay, they were kind of naked. Okay. During the keys, they were like neck and neck, but yes. the, the cart, okay. I thought you meant they on the puzzle. Was, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. They struggled. They struggled with the car. The, the blue, the blue team um struggled with the cart. So then DeKal pulls ahead and Sandra and Sophie start working on the puzzle pretty efficiently. And then Denise and Rob finally catch up to the puzzle. And at that point, I was like, oh, they're not that far behind. Like, we see puzzle comebacks happen all the time. But it was a disaster. It totally broke down. Rob tried to do this strategy of, like, putting all the purple pieces together, all the blue pieces together. And he was not even close. I will tell you, I saw a lot of people on Twitter who thought that Rob threw the challenge. Oh, interesting. Because I, I, I actually, I wasn't checking any social media um, during that. But I was going to say with at the end, I mean, after when they're back at, at camp, I think maybe Ethan or something told Rob. Was it Ethan that told Rob that he, like, he said he sucked? sucked? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Huh. I wouldn't put it past him, actually. I don't know to what end. Like, why would he? Yeah, I guess what would be his. Yeah, I guess what would be his at this point? Who would he be gunning for that bet? Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah, what would be his aim? Because I mean, he's obviously a threat, and also he knows he doesn't have an idol. And I mean, if you really think about the breakdown, there are five new school players. Um, I mean, well, let's let's move back to the beach now. But unless you right. have any further commentary on the challenge, my only last commentary is I wrote Adam looks like he is gonna cry. <laughs> Did you <laughs> see that? Adam always looks like he is on the brink of tears. I, you know what, I, I would agree with that. But so we get back to the beach, and Ethan straight up tells Rob, "You suck today." And I think it's a cute moment, and just like I love that Ethan's. Just he's an authentic dude. He's got cute mustard pants. And the crazy thing is, is that Rob still doesn't even feel insecure. He's still chilling. Like he's he has nothing to worry about, which is nuts. It is nuts because he he should. I mean, I know I I noted that, you know, when they get back, Parvati's instantly, you know, kind of targeting the new school. Mm-hmm. And then this this is the first time Rob mentions he said they sent my wife to Extinction Island <laughs> like and then and I laughed and I'm like oh Rob Extinction Island it's called a Edge of Extinction come on buddy aren't you watching the show but uh, you know yeah, I get it happen. yeah things so happen. Rob Rob starts to throw out some names as well he mentions Jeremy he mentions Ben the Wild Card. But then all of that goes to shit because Danny starts losing it. She starts feeling super insecure. She says she's seen people in the old school alliance going off without her. So she approaches Ethan and Ben. And this is when it gets so weird. She starts making her case and talking about the old school alliance in front of Ben. And then Ethan in his mind is like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Ben is like, I knew it. There is an old school alliance. And then Ethan's like, oh, no, no there's not. No, there's not. And that, but I, it's too late. The damage is done. Jimmy fucks up. Ethan and Ben. <laughs> yes. Um, well, what you were saying, too, about Rob not feeling insecure. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Danny 
it's weird to me that Danny feels insecure because Parvati, Rob, and Ethan seem all tight. Yeah, so I'm she, thinking that we might have seen stuff off cam, not seen things that happened off camera. Well, no, I mean, I get they're all like, you know, hanging out on the beach together. But why isn't Danny feeling insecure because she's aware of the old and new alliance? Because at this point, there's four old school players and five new school players. So any of them should feel insecure if that alliance is happening. Mm -hmm. And so I don't understand why Danny at that point isn't like, if she really feels like Parvati and Rob and Ethan don't have her back. Why yeah. doesn't she just go talk to the five yeah. new school players? That's the thing I don't understand. And I really think it kind of shows that she hasn't played since I, I think that was season. It was either nine or 10 since Very Danny early. played. So that was a really long, that was 30 seasons ago. So, I mean, it really does kind of show. Yeah. So then she names Parvati and Ethan, Rob and Adam start talking about voting out Danny um, so old schoolers are starting to flip on other old schoolers. Ethan goes to Parvati almost immediately and tells her about what happened. Um, Ben's all over the place at this point. Uh, Michelle and Jeremy then start talking about making a move. And I'm just like, yes, do it. Do it. Make your move. Make Adam a move. comes in. Do something interesting. he's like, I gotta choose when to take a risk. Oh, but like, do it now. But like, one thing I wanted to point out was like Adam was getting a bit of a decent edit in this episode. Like he, they're showing him getting involved, but I think at this point, after what we see at Tribal, which we'll get to, they might just be trying to paint him as like a lovable stooge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Bring bring us to Tribal. <laughs> and my and and my first note: Adam can't put his torch in the hole. LOL. So. <laughs> what I said about this. Um, this is a, a, what, something that I tweeted. If you don't follow us on Twitter, guys, Idle Chatter Pod, um, I, I tweeted, it looks like a hole. I can't. It's too easy. The joke. Not the hole. <laughs> I was pleased with myself. Maybe Adam just doesn't have that much experience putting it, putting his uh, torch in a hole, you know? I mean, he is 12, so it, it lines up. Um, hey, remember, he's he's 29. A handful of years younger than us. <laughs> um, so Ben Ben helps him put his torch in the hole. Oh yeah, of course, a a big, funnier. strong, burly man. He, yeah, you know, Ben knows how to put it. Put a he torch knows where to put the torch. He knows yeah. where to put the torch. That's um, right. That's why. That's why I picked him in the game. Oh God. So then they get into it. Rob starts talking about Amber and his feelings. And I don't, Extinction Island. An Extinction Island. I don't really feel that. LOL. Yeah. I wrote in my notes. Um, and then Parvati starts, starts talking about, uh, like, more going back to that new school, old school of how certain players aren't going to know how the game works, not going to know about advantages and this and that. And uh, at one point, Jeff is like, Danny, does this make you feel old? And I was like, uh, Jeff, like not the best look to ask a woman. That's oh, how she feels about feeling old. It's so terrible that literally Jeff said that immediately after I wrote the note. And there is no shame in this if it looks natural. Sure, I know but exactly I wrote, what you're going to say. Danny has lip fillers is my note. 
sure. that I had just written. I, I just, I was like looking at her and I was like, I feel like she's pretty. She doesn't need those lip fillers because they just look fake. Yeah. I feel like I've had, I know I have some friends that have gotten lip injections, but they, you can't tell. Yeah. And I just, they're not the best. I mean, it's not like awful, but it's just obvious that that's what happened. And then Jeff said that. And I was like, oh man, Jeff, at least I'm just writing this in my notebook to our, I might say it to our, you know, podcast listenership of like, you know, 40 people. Yeah. Um, so then we take a hard left turn and Ben starts spewing all of this stuff about paranoia, um, like literally just talking himself in circles. And it's like, oh, my God, Ben, you are your own worst enemy at this point. Like I wrote. I wrote, why is Ben talking? That was my note oh, that I, yeah. I wrote just from just to summarize the situation of Ben speaking. I just wrote, why is Ben talking? Well, th- I understand his point I guess his point was that you're trying to say there isn't an old and new school alliance but Danny blew up your spot but he goes off on all these weird tangents I will say I was listening to another podcast that I love called true crime obsessed today and one of the hosts was going over the Mary Kay Letourneau documentary you know that teacher that ended up getting pregnant and having a baby with her student. And they were interviewing Mary Kay Letourneau and she called her rambling a word salad. And I, I fucking loved it. That's what this is. Ben, what are you talking about? You're saying all these random things that make no sense. Just like a word here, a phrase there. And then finally at the end, after, you know, trying to digest this word salad, I was like, okay, I think his takeaway is there is an old and new school alliance and we're all paranoid. Yeah. I think that's what he was trying to say, but it didn't have to take him 20 minutes to say. Oh, it. it was stressful. And then everybody, I was, a, I was, I don't know. I don't feel strongly one way or another about Ben. Like a lot of people fucking hate Ben, but like, I, I don't know. I think he's fun. But at that point I was afraid that he was blowing up his own game because that's when, people start whispering and they start talking. Well, Rob, that's when Rob starts the whispering to Jeremy though. And then I was like, that's kind of weird. Cause considering Rob wanted Jeremy out supposedly, you know, at the beginning of this. Um, but yeah, w- w- what did they do next? Laura, who, who, who oh said something God. about an idol and w- what Rob happened next? Says, who has the idol? And because there is some kind of sorcery happening, Rob convinces everyone to empty out their bags and prove that they don't have the idol. And I, like, I just don't understand how he is a magician. Like he was literally like, show us your bags. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, cool. Which I love that we get to see again, fashion moment. I love that we get to see the little survivor uh, messenger bags. Yeah. Super cute. Um, so we know that Denise and Adam each have a half of an idol. Everyone starts emptying their bags out, which is insane, has never happened before in a tribal council. And Denise plays it off so well. She just kind of tosses to the side, puts her hand over something, and is like, here's my bag. Adam gets a little worked up. He doesn't mm-hmm. play it off quite as well. Not even well, a little bit. I'm sorry. I have a question. If you had an idol... I don't think that thing would ever be in my bag. Right. My it would be in my bra. It would be against time. my bosom. Yeah. 
I guess if you're a, I mean, if you're a guy, you have a pocket. But I don't. I, if Rob you're probably would have been like your underwear. Yeah, Rob would probably be like, show me your pockets. Strip search. Dump out <laughs> your boobies. Like I don't know. Like I, I guess he was know. really going for it. But yeah. But I think what? maybe Rob knew he didn't have an idol, so he was like, I don't have an idol. See, and then. But everyone, yeah, the intimidation, everyone's like, Rob, I don't either. I don't either. It was so weird. Um, Yeah, Adam starts just mumbling about, you know, how it it shouldn't matter. And it's about alliances and this and that. Whatever. I didn't like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, So Danny gets voted out and she bequeaths her fire token to Denise, which, yay, Denise. Love this. Love this for Denise. Love this for her. I'm happy for her, but I'm I'm wondering, like, I'm assuming they're, okay, well, Danny's obviously pissed at her old school alliance, so she's not going to give it to any of them. And, you know, maybe her and Denise had some moments or something we just didn't say. Yeah, maybe she just respects her. Um, So then she goes to Edge of Extinction, and the last thing we see is her going up to Natalie and Amber, who are already there, and she says, we have a lot to talk about. Although, like, not really. Do you really? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah. What's what's she gonna do? What's Danny gonna do? Amber, your husband voted me out. Let's get him. You know. So overall, I mean, I thought it was an entertaining episode. There's a lot of lighthearted moments. Um, I, like I'm still getting frustrated that none of these big players are being targeted. It's just you want to see some action. You want to spice it up. Frankly, I don't care that Danny got voted out. Like that's boring. It is boring. But you know what? I will say when Adam was saying, "Oh, like I need to make a move." I feel like it kind of almost might be too soon for Parvati or Rob to go. Because sure. I kind of think that what would happen if they would have voted for Parvati is Rob would have basically taken the New School Alliance and gotten the ones he wanted on his side anyway and kind of wreaked havoc. I don't. Yeah. And you know what? There's always the possibility of a tribe switch too. Right. Tribe swap. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like. As much as as much as it isn't the best TV, I it it might have been a smarter move just to get rid of Danny, who's so benign. And then you know maybe next time, technically, I mean they they got another old school player out. There's still five new school players on that tribe, so they clearly have the upper hand. And okay. Adam and Denise know that they have the idol, so you know they could easily get Rob or Parvati next time. So let's get into our immunity challenge, which is what we're going to call our games that we play. As Ashley mentioned, as you mentioned, last week we played uh, Kill, Mary Kiss, which was a great game. Um, but you had the idea this week that a fun game would be uh, brain. what was the order? Brains, Brawn, or Beauty, which if you yeah. are not familiar, was a past theme of a survivor season where there were three tribes there was a brains tribe so the the nerds the smarty pants there was a brawn tribe so people who are just super strong and then there was a beauty tribe and we want to um talk about some of the players on this season and categorize them as if they were going to be on that season of survivor now, I guess we just need to say there actually are, I believe. Tony. And Sarah. Sarah. And Sarah. They met on Braun. So we won't do them. Yeah. And then also Michelle. Michelle was a beauty. She was oh, the beauty Jesus. queen, the winner. Not an actual beauty queen pageant, but I was saying 
she was the queen because she won and she was on the beauty tribe. It was like a, a really not really well thought out joke. It wasn't funny. Um, they do it twice. They did it yeah, twice, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah they did too. Michelle won for beauty, and then the first time Tony won, and he was uh, Braun. The first time Tony won, and he was on Braun. <laughs> Tony was Braun. The second time <laughs> Michelle was on that season with Ty. Remember right. Ty? He was beauty. And yeah, he, like, he was one of the beautiful. Yeah, and he people. like was he was on beauty, but everyone was kind of like. Um, like, cause Ty was like, I mean, granted, he looked fantastic. He was, and he was fifty something years old. Ty was one like, of the most beautiful on the inside people ever. Oh um, yeah. Also, when we met Spencer. There's a lot of good people from that season, which I guess is why a lot of people are so disappointed that Michelle won. Well, Spencer was actually on the <sighs> other one. Aubrey, oh. Aubrey was on the season with Michelle. So God, it, but it's confusing because then. Spencer and Aubrey later played together, correct? Yes. It, it, I, oh I my god, what so. a tangled web. It is a tangled web. But no, the yeah, the takeaway from Michelle's season is Aubrey should have won. But right, Michelle so somehow won. I'm oh, wait, can I tell you? When I was making a list of the new and old school alliance, I was like, I know there's nine people left. And so I wrote the four names of the old school players. I wrote Ethan, Parvati, Rob, Danny. And then I wrote um, Ben, Denise, Adam, Jeremy. And I was like, I know there's one more person and I know their new school. Who is it? And then I was like, fucking Michelle. I forgot she existed. I forgot that you existed. Um, um, but yeah, all, back, back back to our game. So if you want to post. Yeah, I'll throw out the first name. All right. Your boy, Tyson. Is your chance to make it up to him? Is Tyson brains, brawn, or beauty? Okay, it's hard because I am not positive of Tyson's current occupation. It's hard because I know I know Tyson is smart. I think he's very strategic and intelligent. And he has a long flowing mane. I feel like his occupation when he first went on Survivor Token Chains was something very interesting. And I'm going to Goog it right now. Do you want to know what it is right now? Oh, thank you. You already. you uh, Okay. Am I correct in saying it's interesting? Uh, it's stupid. So it's, this is on the CBS website. And his occupation is son, husband, father, friend. In a different order, though. Wait, but is that for this season or his original Survivor? This season. Yeah, I don't know what it it was originally. No, no, no. He had some weird job. I'm I'm looking that up right now. Oh, he was um, a college dropout and an ex-pro cyclist. Yes! I knew it was some sport that I don't care about. Cycling, yeah. Yeah, I mean, more power to you. I mean, I honestly, I, I really don't enjoy exercising, clearly, but I'll, I'll do a spin class, actually. He I has, think that's he fun, has the body of a cyclist. He truly does. So that's the thing. I knew that he had some kind of athletic. Are, are we going to put him as a brawn? Because he is was like a, you know, professional athlete in a sense, or? I think you do. I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I guess he's a brawn. But I mean, he's, this is a tough one. Yeah. You give me a person. All right. 
I am going to hit you with hmm, Nick. Oh, God. Um, I feel like he's brains. He's a lawyer. I know. I think so, too. You yeah. know he's always beauty in my heart. but That case is closed. But um, we'll, we'll say he has brains. He has brains. Um, all right. So what would you say about... What would you say about um, Wendell? Oh. Oh. I feel, because not to lead the witness, but I feel like he could fall into any of those categories. Because as discussed, he he got his law degree from UPenn, no? Right? Like... that's the thing we don't know. We don't really know about Wendell because we we know Wendell is a furniture maker. So you would think, oh, brawn, strong furniture making hands. And then, you know, I'm a red blooded woman. I, you know, <laughs> I, I look at Wendell and I'm like, oh, clearly he's beauty. But then I was just, you know, looking at his Wikipedia and I'm like, hold the phone he is an ivy league law school grad as well i just he's a triple threat and i don't think i can pick he he could fit so easily into any one of those categories i yeah because i i would want to say that maybe they would put him on beauty because only because i think with the beauty like we mentioned with ty it wasn't just about outward appearance it was like are you beautiful on the inside and i think wendell's like a genuinely good dude but i don't think they would need yeah beautiful where i don't think they would need to talk about i think if i was casting i would be like wendell went to ivy league law school and i would cast him as a brain because of that probably in fact i don't think he would get cast for that season at all because he doesn't fit quite as easily into one of those tribes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. How can you pick? And I, I don't think I'm going to. Right. He's all three. Do you want to give me one more person? This is an interesting one. Sandra. Oh, God. Um, Definitely. Bra- I would say brains, right? Because, like, she sits out of all the challenges. So I don't think it's fair to say brawn. Sandra's but- pretty. What is, what is Sandra's occupation? The the brains thing is usually based on occupation. That's why with Tyson, I'm I was like, I think Tyson's really smart, but I know that because of watching him play Survivor. As if I'm casting for this, I'm seeing Tyson's a pro right. cyclist. Yeah, Sandra, Sandra the, you know, she, she's a case manager at a law firm. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess she would. I guess you would say brain. I mean, I guess if, you know, you work with the law, you could, you know, say brains. But yeah, that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. She's she's going to be on the other uh, total package try with Wendell. I'm not going to yeah. bring up Wendell's package again. I'm not going to do it. Um, oh, I, 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 I think you just did. And I'm here for it. Oops. Oh, well, that was a fun game. Um, if anyone has any ideas for the next week's immunity challenge let us know otherwise um kill mary kiss may make a comeback 
And I, I too, am okay with that. Now, yeah, please tweet us at Idle Chatter Pod with your suggestions. Or you can also just text us too. If you have our numbers, we're not going to give those out here. Yeah. Not yet. Not Unless gonna, Wendell um, comes on, in which case we will. Yeah. Call me Wendell. All right. So um, I want to make fashion an official segment. So let's recap. Loved Ethan's yellow mustard pants. We also liked Kim's bralette. I didn't like Ethan's hat. We did not like Ethan's hat. Did we say one other? I feel like there was something else that we... Did you like his hat? It, it seemed a little... I'd like, it on a, I'd like it on a woman, maybe. I I don't I, know. It just didn't do it for me. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a sexy hat on a man. Again, but it going, might be practical. It could keep the sun out of his eyes. Again, going back to the things that... The question of what can you bring. It's like, if you can bring a hat, why isn't everyone bringing a big sun hat? I don't get it. Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe they do have. Yeah, I mean, I guess Rob's always wearing his hat. I mean, yeah, Rob always has his Boston hat. I, I like that. That's a nice fashion moment for me. You know, I like Boston. I'm like, oh, a guy that likes Boston sports. That's right. hot. So now it's time to award our player of the week. Um, if you're just tuning in, last week's player of the week was Yule, well-deserved win, and we both picked Yule, so it was unanimous. Um, Ashley, who's who's your player of the week this week? I will say I literally can't think of anyone. It's slim pickings. I I would maybe say I'm going to say Rob just because Rob, you know, he wanted Jeremy or Ben and then, you know, got wind of Danny. And I feel like he either threw the challenge as suggested on Twitter or he actually did mess up on the challenge and his name still, you know, wasn't really out there. I know that I think someone, maybe Adam and someone were saying Oh, a bigger target like Rob or Parvati, but it was always Parvati's name out of the mouth, out of their mouths. Yeah. So, um, even though his wife, you know, got sent to Extinction Island, he, Extinction you know, Island. I think he still got his way this week, and it's kind of what Rob says goes because they could, I mean, they, they could have taken out Parvati, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. The new school still is going along with Rob, so yeah, I. I don't like my I have I have an answer, but I don't love it. But I just don't want to pick the same one as you. But I agree that Rob is again, he's a magician. Um, But oh, I don't I really don't I really don't. I wanted to say Denise because I love that she found the idol. She was the first person to find one. Um, I love that she stuck with her ally Adam, like I still question him as an ally, but whatever. She made a commitment. She's sticking to her guns. Um, she was on the receiving end of Danny's fire tokens, so I think that's alluding to the social game she's playing back at camp that we're maybe not seeing. But she did have a hand in losing that challenge, and I question um, her initial instinct to give it to Parvati. Um, you know what, though? I, I will say that I when you said Denise, I was like, okay, yeah, she found an idol. Granted, Ben helped her, but getting the fire token from Danny that actually is meaningful. 
That's a good point. My honorable mention will be to Tony because he he brought the LOLs. He entertained us. He built a ladder. And I think he should get some points for self-awareness. Like he knows the one thing he cannot do is take off on the beach looking for idols. And he's not doing it. He's self-aware. He learned. And also that ladder didn't collapse. That actually is a feat of engineering. (laughs) This is who's protecting us at home. So congratulations to this week's winners. Uh, Speaking of winners, who do we think is going to win the game? Last week, I think our general consensus was that it's too soon to tell. Uh, I forget who was I'm just going to echo that sentiment. I... I feel like I just feel like it's too soon. I mean, for example, like Red really didn't get any airtime. I mean, Yule, you know, made a bamboo stick and we saw that Kim found an idol and told Sophie. But really, what else? You know, we didn't we didn't see much. If I'm judging just on these two episodes. Rob could win this game like he he's he's playing in this way that it's just and I don't even know if it's how he's playing or how the other players are not playing but people are just they're charmed they're charmed by him they are they are they like his it's working they really are and like it's the same thing as when Sandra won for a second time it's how do you let that happen but the two of them, I mean, really do have a way. I feel like, I don't know, is anyone really gunning for Sandra that hard either? I think oh, the yeah. two of them really, truly could be contenders. And oh, I think that God. now that, you know, Rob is set free of Amber. I mean, granted, there is still Edge of Extinction. But right. I feel I feel like, the t- honestly, they really did kind of earn their place on the island of the idols at first i was just like oh yeah yeah but watching them i think it's been so long since we've watched them actually play that you kind of forget like going into it i was just you know i was like oh whatever you know it's been so long they were good then but no i mean i really feel like they're good yeah something parvati does though is parvati yeah her name was up this time but there's there are those times where someone's name gets brought up that one time as the threat and then if they make it through they don't get brought up again for a while and if that happens with her she's very smart and she she knows how to play too so Mm -hmm. i don't know i have i have one final thought i want to mention yeah go ahead this was the third woman in a row to be voted out, and it's the only woman so far. I thought the exact same thing. And I hopefully hell? someone catches on and votes out a guy next time. Yeah. Um, if you don't if you and when I say you, I mean you and the listeners, um, if you're interested, uh Missy, a, a player from last season, she shared a little pie chart on Twitter that had the breakdown of people who've been voted out first and it was men women but then also like white men white women and then minority women minority men and it was yeah it's like pretty staggering because like natalie was like a a woman of color who was voted out first and like yeah like vote out the vote out the men vote out the men 
Seriously. Because there's wow. there's a huge disparity of like male to female winners and yeah. yeah, I you know, I actually didn't really do a breakdown of that. There's I think there's been some studies. By studies I mean like entertaining articles. Actually though. It looks like okay, on the on the blue tribe, it was half and half. Natalie got voted out first. But oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't mean on the teams. I mean all-time Survivor. All-time Survivor. Okay, yeah. so they happened to like, bring. I was like, oh my god, I'm wrong. Okay, so they they brought back. There the were a lot more right, right. male male winners at home right yeah. now watching than there are exactly. females because they they brought the females on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it doesn't make sense in our society. It's bullshit, but I I get what you're saying. (laughs) So last week we wrapped up the episode, uh, not totally intentionally. We just, you know, we got to chatting. Um, We were talking about some of the things that we're watching, The Bachelor, Grey's Anatomy. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Matt calling him out. He was like, and I could have done without The Bachelor discussion but whatever i like it i think it's fun i think we should include it maybe not as long but just sprinkle it in um and i think it would be fun to call that what's your luxury item like luxury item of the week yeah exactly does it might not help you know help you on the island but you know it could be a show it could be a book it could be another podcast a food item anything that you're enjoying I haven't thought ahead about what mine is, but I, I can come up with something. I'll say something. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say some food items. Um, the the first food item is Laura and myself and our friend Courtney. Um, Monday was President's Day, so we were off from work. So Courtney and I came to Philly to visit Laura, and she took us to DeBruno Brothers. And... I bought this delicious um, Stilton blue cheese and I brought it home and I actually didn't eat dinner. Wow. Is it really 1041? Yep. Okay. Well, it's 1041 PM and I didn't eat dinner. I just got home and I just ate a big hunk of blue cheese that I got at DeBruno brothers. Um, Laura, how was uh, your experience at DeBruno brothers as someone that's been there before? (laughs) How did this time compare? Oh my God. So if you are local to Philly and I mean like DeBruno is in stores, nationwide i'm fairly certain but if you're local to philly there is a chain of stores they are called DeBruno brothers they sell delicious cheese and accoutrement and accoutrement so there's a locate there i believe their original location is in the italian market so that's where we went and i go there pretty frequently and like the whole thing is is you can walk in and you can just be like i want to try that i want to try that and i go there all the time like i've spent i want to say 20% of my annual salary on cheese at Sabrina Brothers. And so like when I go there and I'm like, I would like to try some things, like I don't feel bad about it because that's like the whole premise of their business is like you try it and then whatever. And some of the cheesemongers, I'm not trying to put them on blast, but this is just the truth. This is just what happened. I try to take my out of town friends there to have a nice time. Not saying you didn't. It was just your luxury item. But... I mean, anytime I'm eating cheese, <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a but, good time. So, so they're the, the guy the people who help you are called cheesemongers and um you, there's some sweet ones there's some that are really nice like uh, you know the ties and ethans of the worlds if you will um 
And they're just nice and they help you and they'll be like, oh, let me let me show you this one. This one's my favorite. But I'm not going to say the person by name. Um, Are you sure? Because there there is a survivor connection. Yeah. All right. His name was Malcolm. And he you know what? To be fair, it was our cheeseburger is named Malcolm. And so. So we were predisposed to love him. But yeah, yeah, Laura, Laura, like looks at me and she mouths. Malcolm and I and I were just dying. Malcolm, little survivor inside. He he was not here for us. Like he, to be fair, it was President's Day. To be fair, I've gone to work and been in a bad mood and not wanted to like interact with people. So I get it. Kind of seemed like he was in a bad mood. Like at one point, he was just like, like we're trying the cheese, and he was like, we're like, yeah, that was okay. And he was like, if you if this is gonna work, you have to communicate more. And I was like, oh my god, Malcolm, we are not dating. And then at one point, like we casually mentioned Trader Joe's, and he not to him, not even to him, a monster. We weren't even talking to him. I they had this lemon ricotta cheese. And I said to Laura, he has crazy, crazy hearing because I was not even being loud. I just said to Laura, oh, I saw lemon ricotta cheese at Trader Joe's. I was wondering how it was. And then he went on a tangent. What did he say? I feel like you remember better than me. No. Oh, my God. So he was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I think Trader Joe's actually has pretty good cheeses. And he was like. Well, you know, it's just not the quality of the cheese. You have to handle them right. You have to store them correctly. You need to have best practices for your cheese. And he just went off. And I was like, dude, yeah, I get it. Like, this cheese isn't from, like, the pigs that are eating nothing but acorns in Spain. But, like, that's the meat. I'm mixing my metaphors because I'm getting worked up. But the point is, he was a lot. And then this other woman came in who needed to be helped. And she was like, can somebody help me? And then Malcolm went to turn to one of his uh, fellow mongers and was like, can can someone help? And this woman misheard him and thought he was, was saying, does anyone need help? And she was like, yeah, I need help. And to us, who were right there, we could clearly understand what happened. But Malcolm goes to this woman. He's like, yeah, I heard you. And yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a I guess, you know, people, I don't know. I feel like in that business, if someone's nice to me, I might buy some more cheese. I might. Same. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I I mean, it was, it was an interesting experience. I mean, delicious cheese. As I said, I ate a giant hunk of blue cheese for dinner. We, and I'm not mad to, about it. it. We wa- have to go again. And we have to do the Bruno after dark. Because then, like, I, the, it, it, it was just a very nice experience. We need a minimum of eight people to go. Right. So, Any of our listeners. Wait, <laughs> this is going to be and how much is De Bruno after dark per person? It's sixty dollars a person and it's so worth it. You, okay. you BYO and you get to eat as much cheese and meat as you want. And you've got right. I, I believe a twenty percent discount on anything you buy. Don't quote me on that. It might be ten or fifteen, but I think it's twenty. Okay. The person that retweets us the most um before the season ends, we're gonna take them to De Bruno after dark we're gonna but take you but you if have you to, don't you have live you there. you're yeah you're responsible for your transportation to philadelphia so know if you're a creep like we're not gonna we're not gonna do it we don't know if they're a creep if we just know them from twitter it's fine that. i i'll honestly i'll do anything for the retweets i'll i'll take you to eat cheese after dark so man there's no good transition for this but my luxury item of the week i have two um I binge watched the morning show on Apple TV. 
Um, I did not pay for Apple TV. I just got a year-long free trial because I got a new iPhone. And I really wanted to watch The Morning Show. Uh, it's that one with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. It's based loosely on Matt Lauer, even though all of the articles on the internet say that it's not. It It's definitely based on Matt Lauer. It is. It was so good. And I heard that some people hated it. Like, I heard mixed reviews, but I was on the edge of my seat. Like, I started it on Saturday, and Matt and I stayed up until 1230 last night watching it. And we finished it. I was, I was going to say, did you finish? Yeah. I, I want to check it out, but I don't have Apple TV. But, I mean, is there a free trial? There was a free trial because I bought an iPhone. But there might be, like, a one-month free trial. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to check it out. I mean, I love Reese. I love Jen. So. My second luxury item. To all the boys I loved before. P.S. I still love you. Oh, my God. Wait. I need to tell you a secret. Okay. You know, when we were hanging out on Monday and you told me that you watched it. Yeah. And then I told you that I was watching it on Friday with my friends and we were having like a viewing party. Yeah. I lied. I had already watched it and I didn't <laughs> want to blow up because Courtney was there and I didn't want to like blow up my spot. Do I have we... to edit them? No, I, I, I ended up confessing. You confess- I, couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't hold it any longer. But That's so funny. I know I just I really want to watch it it was like you know again holiday weekend like I didn't really have that many plans and I was like chilling at home a lot and you know when Netflix do you ever go to Netflix and it just starts like launching into something and playing it all the time all the time that's what happened to me it just yeah it literally just because it had just just had just come out I just went to Netflix I was like Probably going to try to watch some, like, you know, food show or just, like, watch Parks and Rec again for, like, the 20th time. And it just launched into it. And it already started. And, like, I hadn't pressed the button. And so I was just, like, it's fate. And so I watched it. And it was such a treasure. I love Peter Kavinsky. Peter Kavinsky is so hot. I understand that he's playing a high school student. But, oh, man, the scar on his chin. Oh so cute a male a straight relatively manly male friend of mine decided to uh text me pretty much like live tweeting but via text message the other night have you watched to all the boys two yet and then they hadn't started and just really got the (laughs) got the live stream from him and a quote's gonna be Peter's Valentine's present was perfect. What a stud pony. <laughs> so now in my head forever, I'm like, Peter Kaminsky is a stud pony. Oh man. My only uh my only quip about the movie was that there was not enough Peter. John know, Ambrose you know, does not hold a candle to Peter Kavinsky. He doesn't. You you did you know, you read the books, yeah. right? Did you? We, you talked about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I read them too. So it's just like that little blip. Like, I mean, if did, did you read Twilight? <laughs> did I read Twilight? Yes. I had, I had okay. a freaking Edward cardboard, life-size cardboard cutout of Edward Cullen in my freshman year dorm room. And you still have it and it's under your bed and you take I it I don't out. have it. My roommate and I split the cost of it because we both wanted it and she kept it. So... And she um, still has. 
she still has it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't um, know if she does. She probably. I don't know. Well, it's just that thing where it's like, oh, like the first book is like the meet cute and the whatever with the couple, and then it ends with everything's fine. And then the second you throw in another you get the guy, Jacob. you get the Jacob. yeah, you throw in the Jacob. The, the, the this Jacob is the John Ambrose. Moon. Yeah, this is the new moon of to all the boys. It makes me so, think of like John Jacob Ambrose something else. You know that song? Shut up! So, when you it's like Jacob and John Ambrose. I literally you said you know that song. I literally in my head started singing that in my head. <laughs> so it's like John Jacob Ambrose Heimer Schmidt. <laughs> I dig it. Oh, I'm going to have to keep this in. Um, So those are our luxury items of the week. Some cheese. Some to all the boys. And the morning show. But we will be back next week to talk about Survivor Episode 3. And some other miscellany. Whatever. Whatever's on our minds. I know. I know you guys appreciate it. Oh, one, one quick thing I wanted to add. Please. For those of you that are listening, just to show your support to us and, you know, because we're so interesting and funny, I implore you, if you don't watch Survivor, please watch it. Watch it. It made me so happy that during, while we were podcasting, I feel bad, Courtney, that I couldn't respond to you, but Courtney, our friend, texted Laura and I and said, Rob is so mad. And I just can't wait to, you know, once we wrap up for us to group text her back and, you know, break down the episode. So Courtney is our friend. She has never watched Survivor before. You know, she's around our age. So maybe when it came out, she might have seen a handful of episodes, but she's never seen it. And she's digging it. She's tuning in every week. You know, it it helps her, you know, listen to the podcast and understand what we're talking about. So I'm sure, you know, she's trying to support us and. Maybe that's the only reason that she's watching. But I like to think it's because it's a fantastic show. I do, too. So all of you go out and watch Survivor this Give week. it a try. Give it a try. Let us know if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for next week's uh, Idol Chatter Immunity Challenge. We are here for you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.